listeners, welcome back to the British English Podcast with myself, Charlie Baxter. Today's episode is a bite-sized one, meaning it's a short, delicious, enjoyable take on the British English Podcast that you can consume within 10 or so minutes, give or take. Give or take two minutes, five minutes. Give or take means um, plus or minus. It's a shorter version of the podcast to give you your listening practice. And today's episode is following on from the Mother's Day Bite Size episode 6, which uh, I published two weeks before this one. It follows on as that episode made me continue to think about how we treat parents as we age and also how we treat the elderly in our society, as I believe it will differ quite a bit across cultures. So yes, that's what we're talking about today. Let's get into it. This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Now to start off, I heard an interesting comparison recently between the East and the West in regards to how to deal with covid and the vaccine rollout. It was said that Eastern populations were more instinctive in prioritising the elderly to go first, uh, more so than Westerners were. I'm not sure if that means Easterners respect their senior citizens more or whether they are perhaps happy for them to be the guinea pigs. But let's hope it's out of respect. So immediately, I get the feeling that the way in which the elderly are treated across the world varies immensely. Uh, Some indigenous and even isolated tribes of today are indeed known to vary their behaviours. The elderly in one tribe might be um, respected immensely, whereas in another tribe they are ostracised, meaning totally excluded from the social group, aka left for dead. Oh dear, horrific. Now, I'm certainly not suggesting that us Brits ostracise our elderly as much as this example tribe. But yeah, when it comes to taking care of of our parents at an older age, it's nowhere near as common to take them into our own homes as it is for the likes of um, Thai people, where most of my students um, from Thailand were currently living with their children and parents under one roof. So three generations under one roof. And in the UK, a lot of families would think of that as a real burden or logistically not feasible. And they would prefer to get hired help for the day-to-day care of the um, elderly. And on that train of thought, I I don't want it to be too uh, much of a sad note, but uh, I noticed, like others in the UK, that um, there was a certain lack of quality in some care homes. Um, You've got to be careful which homes to trust. And yeah, the the elderly can be mistreated in some rather questionable homes. I'd like to say, like most things, once this is uncovered and it becomes normal due to journalists shedding light on the issue, then um, the problem gets sorted out and the the homes sort their act out a bit. And let's hope that's true. But uh, yeah, I seem to remember my grandmother uh, went into one home and then we quickly put her into another home because... um, The first one was rather depressing. But uh, I said we earlier, and 
it wasn't really up to me. I was 18, I think, at the time. And yeah, it was my dad and my uh, and his sister's choice. Uh, so I didn't really have a say in it. I don't know if you guys would in your cultures, whether the grandchildren who are around about uh, the age of adulthood would ever get a say. But yeah, it wasn't really on me to make that decision. And before that, actually, my auntie looked after my grandmother. I wouldn't say that's normal, though, but she did an amazing job. She she was so loving towards my grandmother during her later years. And then when she really needed extra help from nurses and carers, they, they found a, a home for her that wasn't uh, depressing or anything. It was, it was nice. It was nice. It had a garden. It was great. It wasn't great. It was good. It was okay. It was, it was nice. It was nice. Let's go with nice. Whereas I've heard of some care facilities in America that look honestly like earthly versions of heaven. I'm sure there's some horrible ones, but I've also seen some really, really nice ones. And in fact, Australia also has some gorgeous elderly care facilities. And if I play my cards right, maybe I'll end up in one of those. But I'm sure uh, they cost an arm and a leg. They probably do. And I did actually hear that they cost so much that an American lady found it to be more cost effective to stay on cruise ships back to back going up and down the east coast of America and Central America for about three months at a time and then, yeah, finishing and and going straight on to the next one. Crazy, crazy to think that that's more cost effective. I imagine at the moment cruise ships are crying out for elderly people. So, yeah, great opportunity if you get your vaccine first. Get your vaccine and then, you know, maybe think about it. Be safe, guys. Be safe. Um, A more realistic option, though, that I wanted to mention was um, wonderful. Uh, It was for my uh, grandfather. So his situation was that he had been gradually getting more and more forgetful, um, albeit physically rather able. So my mum and her siblings would um, be round his house multiple times in the week to ensure he was okay, And then they looked into getting an au pair for him. Now, stereotypically, au pairs in the UK are um, young European women in their 20s to 30s who come over and stay with a family to look after the young children. But uh, my mother found a lovely French woman who was wanting to improve her English. And yeah, she was up for looking after my grandfather. And I reckon it was this uh, reason that my grandfather started to regain some social skills and and fight off aging. So there's our solution to aging. Hey, live with a young French woman. Perfect. Sadly, though, had to let her go in the end. I think she was stealing from him. Shame, really. I'm joking. I'm joking. She wasn't. She was lovely. Awful of me to say that. I'll probably remove that from the edit. Apologies if it's still in here and you're hearing this. Um, She was really nice and she did a couple of years and I guess she wanted to move back to France. Um, No stealing, no stealing involved, apart from perhaps my grandfather's heart because they became very fond of each other. Although I think he's he's found a new love in his uh, current Polish au pair or carer who is uh, also a wonderful human being. Yeah, really, really improved his quality of life. And um, I love hearing that. So there's my two cents. I think um, finding an au pair to go and live with uh, the elderly is a, is a fantastic solution. So you can look forward to that, mother and father. <laughs> Remember, 
that this episode, just like every single other episode on this show, comes with a free worksheet where you get to see some of the best native expressions that come up in this very episode, along with definitions made for you, a non-native learner. I've even designed it so that you can play the podcast episode on the same page as the free worksheet. It's super user-friendly, so head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com right now and check out the free podcast worksheets or simply click on the link that says free podcast worksheets in the show notes of this episode. Oh, I don't know. This was meant to be a Mother's Day uh, podcast and we ended up on a list of my grandfather's au pairs. Gosh. Oh, well, better than a list of his affairs. He didn't have any, not to my knowledge. Right, let's not leave it on that note. Let's end on you guessing um, which three countries are best for British people to retire and move abroad to. Hmm, what would you say? Where where do British people like to retire to? Where would you imagine? Um, We now have a different criteria, obviously, being post-Brexit, which will probably mean a lot more paperwork is needed to obtain a residency in a European country. But apart from accessibilities for Brits, when I say best, uh, we're probably considering the potential financial gain, meaning how far a Brit can stretch their money. Uh, That's a good phrase, yeah, to stretch your money, make your money stretch, make your money last longer. Um, travel links to the UK that would need to be thought about Um, we like to go back home to see the grandchildren and uh, the need to learn the local language because I'm sure you know I'm sure you do know but we are one of the least linguistically gifted cultures I know of and by gifted I mean we have very little motivation to learn another language and then a bunch of other economic things that uh, will send us both to sleep. Oh, and access to good healthcare. Yes, we'll probably need that by that period of our life. So what do you guess? Where would you say Brits like to go? Well, coming in third place is Cyprus. Hmm, Cyprus. With a nice balance of financial benefits and sophisticated lifestyle, it's the place to go. Well, third place. Uh, Second place goes to... Portugal. Mm. And the winner is Spain. There we go. Uh, I would actually have bet my bottom dollar on uh, Spain if I hadn't looked it up. Um, To bet your bottom dollar, that means uh, you bet your last bit of money that you've, you've got. Basically, it means that you really believe it. You really believe it. It's a bit of an older generation phrase, so you've got to add some sarcasm to it. Um, as to not be ostracised. But there we go. Remember, this episode comes with a free worksheet with some of the phrases explained from the episode over on the BritishEnglishPodcast.com. And then, if you're enjoying learning with me and want some great resources to go with the podcast episodes, then I'd recommend checking out the premium podcast membership giving you full episodes, transcripts, extended glossaries and flashcards of every single episode. And I tell you what, if you want to take it up a notch, a phrase which means to increase in value or in intensity, if you want to take it up a notch, then have a look at the Academy Monthly Membership. Just go have a look at the free sample. It's it's on the website. You can even have a look at the Premium Podcast Membership free sample and the Academy Monthly Membership free sample, and then you get to decide which one will benefit you best. Right, I'll see you next week. 
on the British English podcast.